How you doing? This is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm TJ Miller. And right now you're listening to Sandra Carusi. The one and only Sandra Carusi. Carusin on down the listing highway. Welcome to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio. A star-studded show once again. Nothing but the best we're giving you. High-quality, high-paid talent right here on Inside Jokes. Welcome. I'm Santa Cruz Dean from Taco. Hello, Taco. Taco. You're talking about the guests when you say stars and high-paid and adjectives like that. Not us. No. Uh, Herb Irving, Peter Anthony, and from our chorus station, Jump FM in Ottawa, we've got gossip reporter Jesse Reynolds. Am I talking to Sandra or is this Lindsay Lohan? <laughs> <laughs> After some blow and crack and yeah, yeah. that's what I, that's how I, I wish that'd be. Fantastic. You got that Harvey Firestein thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> that Selma was, uh, Diamond, yeah. Selma Diamond as well, yeah. Yeah, Sandra, was, Sandra was gargling thumbtacks. <laughs> it's so gross. I'm transitioning and it's often. She's doing an album uh-huh. of Tom Waits covers after the show. <laughs> okay. So, okay, we done with the, we could, yeah, we could anymore, splatter anymore, yeah. the, the show with my voice jokes. No problem. Um, and hi to Pina from the parenting show, who, which is on Sunday nights at five now. So you could listen to that before we do this. Okay. The Oscars. Uh, we just, what was most politically charged, I think, that we got to talk about off the bat was Halle Berry's hair. Oh, yes. <laughs> what was that? How did she comb her I hair know. with a towel? Like, oh, my God. No mirror involved. That's a wig, <laughs> obviously. Um, it's like, no wonder we haven't seen Richard Simmons in public lately. Halle Berry stole his wig. <laughs> my God. What are you saying about this year's Oscars? Obviously, a lot of stuff going on there. Well, yeah, did all of you watch? Do your homework? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Of course. Right? But you know what happened? I fell asleep before the best picture, but I was thought I was recording it. So the next day I wake up to Facebook feed full of stuff on wearing Beatty, and then I go to watch my recording and I'd cut it off, PVR. So, I know. like it, The whole thing was three hours and 45 minutes, and this moment happened at three hours and 42 minutes. So oh, everybody's man. thinking it was a planned publicity stunt, which if it was, really genius. genius. Mm. Because whoa, they whoa, 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 whoa. ratings for the end. They want ratings for the end. Oh, dear yeah, God. Yeah, right? Okay. But so do you guys know what actually happened? Because I was, um, I just learned this morning what actually went down with this. Okay, go for it. Was it was this guy named Brian. I guess he's from PricewaterhouseCoopers. They tally all the votes. So him and his partner, Martha, they each have a set of all the winning cards and they're positioned on either side of the stage. And I'm thinking, well, why do you need duplicate cards? But the real reason is because if they get hijacked on the way to the ceremony, and I'm not making a joke, then they have backup. Because that's <laughs> how high level the security is. Please. It's just nuts how they protect it. So this guy was tweeting, and so he missed that they had already done the best um, best actress to Emma Stone. He thought they were still on Best Actress, and that's why he gave Warren and Faye the wrong card. So he's getting fired first. So wait a second. He – so he – what? How did they get the wrong card? Because when they held up the card – the guy from uh, the movie that they thought they won, what was that? Uh, La, La, Land. La La Land. He held up yeah. the card. It clearly said, it clearly said Moonlight. Moonlight. Mm-hmm. So what are you talking That's about? because when the guy, if I don't know if you saw when the producer came out, he was all pissed off, like, yeah. oh, well, no, this isn't true. He brought the actual card out with him, and oh. that's why he was able to show the real one. Oh, okay. But Warren was given the incorrect one because this idiot was tweeting. Can you believe that? It's crazy. Wow. Okay. So Twitter's to blame. Twitter. Basically. <laughs> yeah. The twits. The twits. Yeah. 
What other uh, highlights do you think? And um, Jimmy Kimmel killed it. Let's go there. Oh, it's comics. Yeah, I mean, thank God it didn't go as political as I was expecting it to. Everyone was wearing those stupid blue ribbons, which is to support freedom in, in America. I guess I shouldn't say stupid, but, you know, like the ribbons really do anything. But I'd right. rather see that than everybody get up there and get into this political rant. So that yes. was nice. Yes. And Viola Davis, I thought her speech was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think that yes. was great. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Aniston introduced the In Memoriam segment. Mm-hmm. And uh, after doing Office Christmas Party, it really should have included her career because. Meow, meow, meow. You're so funny. Did they, uh, uh, one thing I was wondering, because I didn't, I can't watch these things. Did they actually manage to squeeze Bill Paxton into the uh, In Memoriam this uh, year? Jennifer Aniston did, no. yeah. Oh, yeah, really? No, she did. didn't. They didn't get him in the actual montage, but Jennifer Aniston spoke about him before while she was introducing it, so it's pretty much the same thing. Oh. So why was she crying? Did she perform with him, with Bill Paxton? Jennifer? Yeah. Oh, well, who know. was she crying about? I mean, Brad. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Angelina. Yeah. Got the best years of the guy. You know uh, where Bill Paxton was featured? The Rolex ad, because they sponsor the Academy. Yeah. And I don't know if they quickly cut that in or if that was fluke, but um, they showed had a Rolex ad of all these clips from movies with people wearing Rolexes, and they had one with Bill Paxson, which I thought was really cool and tasteful and a nice little tribute, I think. Huh. Yeah, yeah. what a great actor he was. You could tell I saw um, that. Yeah, go ahead. Game over, man. Well, I don't know. If you, do you remember last year, Ellen gave away pizza yes. to the audience? Yes. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel gave everyone candy. They had a yes. fall from the roof. So I'm thinking, you know, weed's legal now in California. So next year, just put it right in the brownies, get it over with. Canterboard oil. Just give everyone a joint to go with the snack. Yeah, I, I, I love it. When I watch the Oscars, I, I, I find I find a little off-putting how seriously these people take themselves. So I was kind of hoping that they were dropping anthrax from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? You're right. What you a know, weird show, though. Do you know what? It is big. It's like it was billions of viewers. I think it's yeah. ridiculous. What about the? Uh, I've heard stories that uh, that tour bus yes. that was all set up. That wasn't. Those weren't really tourists. Those, those really? first couple of people. The dude from Chicago. Everybody's saying that guy is just too comfortable on camera, and he's just running around doing. It's just. It seemed like I don't know. I, maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. Jesse Herb, Herb with the tinfoil hat on. Oh no! Look at me. Yeah, Conspiracy yeah. theories. <laughs> False flag. I hadn't job. even thought of that. You know what? Well, I was watching them too. That's a risk. First of all, if I was a celebrity, like they're looking for the antiseptic right there, shaking hands. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You know, I don't yeah. want to be rude, but come on. And then, um, I don't know. The people could have been in shock. I know I would have freaked if I if like I was thinking about it too. Uh, actually, Herb, it's funny you said that. Uh, Jesse, did you think there were setups? I, it's hard to say. Like you can't trust anything the, anymore. But like yeah. I, I like I like that theory. I don't know who has that theory there because I can't see all of you. But yeah. Oh, her. her, her it's set up. It's her. fake news. Yeah. None <laughs> of it's real. Hope the Oscars are fake. I've seen Ottawa in a couple of weeks, Jesse. Absolutely. Anyway. All right, Jesse. Wrap it up. What else you got for us on the Oscars this year? Uh, well, oh, well, nothing. I think the next year they just got to change the name to the Meryl Streepies because <laughs> oh, yeah. the Meryl Streep are overrated and all this. She stands up. It took them five minutes to calm everybody down. I know, right? Too much. Love. Spread the love. Too much love for the one person. I totally agree. Well, and we the lo- red carpet. The red carpet well, was totally, totally boring. It was so much beige, and I'm not sure where we saw more red slips on the red carpet or Mel Gibson's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> 
something. <laughs> he was on Scientology. I didn't know what that joke meant when he said it, but Jesse Reynolds, we thank you, our entertainment reporter from Sister Station Jump in Ottawa. You can check him out there, always online. And we'll be back with our guests, Herb Irving and Peter Anthony, and of course, Dean Young from TalkHole.com. I'm Santa Cruz on Inside Jokes, Talk Radio AM 640. Hey, this is Russell Peters, and you're listening to Sandra Juicy Carusi. <laughs> this is Inside Jokes, and this is Santa Carusi, and this is what we talk about. We talk about comedy stuff, like funny stuff, like funny people, like stuff like that. Flashlight. Yeah, Dean's personal sponsor. They are. They just send boxes of these things to my sad bachelor house. We can't uh, say what they are because we're not like a podcast like you. No. But they're items. They're canned lady business. (laughs) That's what they are. You know what I never asked you? We have our guests Herb Irving and Peter Anthony here. Uh, Never heard of flashlights. They're real life (laughs) flashlights. I'm a happily married man. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't. uh... Let's thank our real sponsor here, uh, Hakeem Optical, for coming back this year, helping us see comedy better. Yeah. Right? Are we going to use that jingle that I sang last time for them? Yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to have these guys sing it too. Yeah, it's so much fun. We want to thank our friends at Against Mm -hmm. the Grain Urban Tavern for feeding us and feeling us uh, full of love. My friend at A Celebrity Limousine who gets me to my gigs on time. Good, good company, by the way. They're nice people. And Lena Brocklehurst for my good hair, because I need good hair when I'm on stage and on radio. So yeah, radio, that makes a lot of sense. Right? For radio. Mm-hmm. For the it ear- does look great, earphones, though. right? I'm just saying. She it's does. Good. She gets her um, hair done. She goes to gigs in a limo. Yeah, that's pretty com- yeah. common. That's common comedy comedy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm texting her going, oh, my streetcar is running late again. <laughs> <laughs> just waiting for my Uber driver to yeah. show up. He seems drunk. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cause any problems for oh, Uber. I get my openers to piggyback me. That's my thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, new guy. Yeah. Your legs. Carry the bags. <laughs> um, you guys know each other, Herb and Peter Anthony. Have oh, you performed together? We go way back. way back. Where? Where'd you guys perform? Hogtown Hookers. Yeah, we, we're actually on the, we used to, we used to be on the same men's hockey team, which is comprised of a lot of comedians. Oh, dear. although Herb's a little longer in the tooth, so he had to retire. I did have to retire. I pulled a Gordie Howe. I, I played until I was fifty, and then thought, yeah, it's too much for me. These yeah. guys are too fast. But I first met Herb on the road in Calgary, Alberta, probably in the early two thousands. Yeah, that's right. Uh, at Yuck Yuck's Comedy Club in the Blackfoot Inn in Calgary, Alberta, and I I specifically remember. Watching Herb and meeting Herb and having beers with Herb, and we've been friends ever since. Oh, cool. And you're both East Coasters, so that's a problem. Kind of. I was born in Toronto, but my mother's from Newfoundland. Oh, so okay. I'm, I, I, it's funny. I traveled around a lot of times. My wife's English, so a lot of people go, hey, you're from England, so whereabouts? And then they look at me and go, where are you from in Ireland? I'm like, Ireland? <laughs> that funny part of Ireland called Toronto, you know what it is? I don't, what the hell are you talking about? You've been to a pub or two. I've been, uh, but it gets worse when I, if I have a couple of drinks, though, all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, boys, it's Grand Desco, boys. And, and all of a sudden you're like, all right from St. John's. I'm intrigued about this comedy hockey team. Does this still go on? It does. Yes. Uh, the Hogtown Hookers, Hogtown Hookers we're called. Oh name. my God. So we have a pun right there in the name. Right. And uh, <laughs> thanks for highlighting that. <laughs> thank you. So, some, some of the team members are. Are uh, like quite who? established comedians. Dave who? Hempstead, Hempstead? Wow. is on our team. Rob, Rob Pugh, Pugh wow. is on our team. Yeah. Eric Andrews is a more of a new comic, but a very funny guy. He's yes. on our team. Bevenick? Uh Rob, Rob Bevenick, Bevenick is a very funny headliner. He's on our team. He's wow. been on the show here. 
And yeah, we all, you, you should uh, be a fly on the wall in that dressing room. I think so. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wanted to ask about that. When you get that many comics in one spot, oh, yeah. what, is it just boom, 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 everybody just tossing stuff out or what, how does it work? You, or if you could like get in there to watch a shower together afterwards, even, okay. even funnier. Sure, I'm in. Yeah. Okay. Like, now, thank you, Akeem, for letting us see everything clearly with that. Yes. <laughs> With my Zoom mic, that's what we're going to use that for. There I'm going to go on the road and yeah. check these guys out. <laughs> yeah. Just listen to the echoing noises coming out of the yes. shower. So that's exciting. So um, how much, uh, let's talk about like there's stuff going on in the world. Da, da, da. Uh, I like watching you, Herb. You're funny. You're, you're high energy. You're stand-up and stuff. How much is derived? Um, do, you, do you like to do uh, hot topics in your stuff? or? Yes, yeah, a little bit, but most of the stuff that I do usually covers my own life um you know jokes mm. about the cats about my wife, wife about yeah. traveling around because we did spend i spent five years living in japan so yeah so what was that about the tokyo oh that was actually it just started about four months after i arrived um there was an ad in the english language newspaper saying we're looking for english language performers improv comedians whatever and i missed the first show and then went to the second one it was done in the basement of the uh, british club in ebisu in, in tokyo and it was about 150 people that showed up, and I was stunned by the number of people that showed up, but they're all English speakers looking for some kind of English language entertainment. So, And wow. there were only about six that or eight comics. That weren't strippers. Yeah, yeah that weren't strippers, or buying some young girl's underwear. Yeah. Anyway, that's... <laughs> I don't want to cast dispersions over Japanese people, because that, that sounds bad when you bring that up, because it's like, oh, that's the only thing about Japan. It's like, it's a 6,000-year-old culture, and that's all you take back. <laughs> it's like Eric Tunney's old joke about uh, <laughs> European women don't shave. Well, close the book on that hellhole. And, you know, so. <laughs> but uh, so I did that, and then luckily... You know, there were only eight or six or eight comics and the same people who come every month to see the shows. So you really had to write new jokes almost every every month. And we only did it once a month, so it was fine. Was, was the audience were English-speaking people from around the world or the yes. local Japanese? No, mostly English-speaking people okay. from around the world. So then you get to learn a lot of different nuances about what Australian people yes. like or what English people like. Uh, for example, I had no idea before I went to the U uh, Japan that the word fanny in the UK is an absolute no-no. It yeah, doesn't, it doesn't mean bum. What is it? Ever? It's, it's your it's, furry front bottom. It's not. Yeah. Uh, it means flashlight. It's it yeah. means flashlight. Yeah. It's a real yeah. flashlight, is what Pooch. it is. But did you notice? It's it's funny when you go and perform in these places, though. How how universal the the language of comedy is, right? Like how broad the audiences are. Like I when I went to Iceland, I was thinking the same thing. Like I'm on the plane and I'm like rewriting all this stuff because yeah. I'm thinking what references are they going to know what are they going to get and as soon as I went there and did the first thing and all the openers were doing their sets in Icelandic right and as soon as I got Gosh. up there and I did the first thing to just sort of test the waters I thought okay they grew up watching the same stuff oh, yeah, as yeah. I did right everything's so Americanized no but guys I'm mortified listen I'm pretty confident in front of a lot of stages and a lot of audiences but I'm so impressed with you guys who go overseas and do these different audiences like I wouldn't know what to say to an Australian uh, audience like they are very different. We're going to talk more about that because the cultures are so different. Oh, yeah. in, in comedy, you really need to know the people you're talking to if you want success. I'm Santa Cruz, and we're talking with a lot of funny people here on Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. This is Kay Trevor Wilson. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi. Akeem Optical makes fine, fine eyewear. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> You're listening to Sandra Carusi, the cr 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 Cruiser. Thank you. That's how yeah. I like to be introduced. <laughs> I'm going to get wrestlers on here. Uh, Herb Irving, Peter Anthony, Ed Dean, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Dean, whatever. Cor Courtney and Vince. 
and Tom, who doesn't let us swear. You know what? What? Why don't we start getting wrestlers on here? Because I don't know if you've noticed, Tom? they're just all taking our comedian jobs now. You know yeah. Hang I mean? on now. Yeah. Hang on now. Let's yeah. not get who, carried away. Who in away. particular? Who in particular? Oh, no. Like Jake the Snake and uh, who else was out oh, there? Oh, Ted DiBiase's Ted DiBiase doing it now. So, yeah. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Jake the Snake did... did uh, I like Jake the Snake. I, and he's a really nice guy. He did Brian O'Gorman's uh, podcast, and Brian showed me a picture on, the, on his phone that was uh, Jake the Snake's butt hole can i say sure why not sure it was a, he, he well while o'gorman was sleeping jake stole his phone and took a picture of his own butt wow and i saw that and can we get him i on can't here? unsee that That's i it. think he, he is like he speaks to the comedy community when we have these guys <laughs> why not right Let's, we'll get Jake on here. For sure, yeah, Jake. Around, yeah. I just but saw this picture They're not doing jokes, though. That's the thing. They only tell no, them stories. No, it's story, like road so stories. They, they, might do, they might do it in a comedy venue, but it's not really on comedy. Radio, so they're not, they're, not taking, they're not taking food out of my mouth. Yeah, you don't, so, yeah. You, know, it's, you don't see comedians showing up at WrestleMania and trying yeah. to do a match. What are they doing in our clubs? Let me but see if I can press Dylan God or something, maybe. Peter, Anthony, that is so true about anything to do with comedy, because there's so many, like when hecklers who think they're funny, they would never do that to a musician. You would never bring a guitar to go watch a band and just all of a sudden start riffing with Springsteen you suck that's not an equal what are you talking about right but suddenly but before the break we're talking about international audiences and I just I'm so impressed that you guys could go Peter where have you played around the world Uh, the Uh, one the one thing that comes to mind when I think of uh, diverse audiences is is New York so when you play in New York City the audience is actually comprised of people from all over the world because it's such a it's such a place a thing to do is to go to New York and watch comedy now right so I did some shows last year in New York and there was literally people from all over the world in, like, I think every continent was, except for uh, Antarctica, was represented <laughs> in this penguins. comedy club audience, which which was really pretty shocking. But what Dean said is correct. I think everyone in terms of popular culture is familiarized with American television and news. Uh, yeah. And also the yeah. way stand-up is um, performed now. People people are, are, are used to hearing it now, so... Um, it was great. Like the, everyone responded well, and I, I don't think there was any sort of communication breakdown or anything. Yeah. And everyone kind of speaks English from a lot of these countries now too. Yeah, so. yeah. Anybody that's so that Scandinavian for sure. They're all like their English is probably better than a lot of native speakers. Yeah. So Peter, well, I know are you're smart, sets. wonderful people. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Says the I mean, Finn over there. That's right. Okay. The Ukrainian. Aren't you what the Ukrainian woman? Them? Like, what's that mean? Oh, that of you? there was a Ukrainian woman on the BBC who is identical to me. It's terrifying. I'll post it on the Inside Jokes page. It is dead on. Please post that. Yeah. Because it's... The Lady Dean Young. It is, really. We'll call her Deanette. Deanette. Mm -hmm. Deanna. Deanna. Let's talk about... uh, I think if I performed abroad that I would probably not do very well right now. Uh, I think, no, my material could translate some of it. I think you'd be surprised, honestly. Like, there used to be a show here in Toronto, just a weekly stand-up show, um, but it was in a hostel. And so the audience was people from all over the world and mm-hmm. English as a second language. And it was actually a great exercise because you'd go there and you would have to completely cut any sort of regional Canadian references that no one's going to get. Yeah. Like, it's fine for me to go across the prairies and just be like, so I'm from Thunder Bay, bud, for 40 minutes or whatever. <laughs> but as soon as you leave that, you know, so it was a great exercise to actually see what what can I do that's actually broad and accessible for any kind of an audience right so let's talk about um bombing never done it never happened to me i don't know what you're talking about your worst set herb irving my worst set actually what happened this is uh (laughs) oddly enough in the early 90s i was doing a a show with brent butt yes and sherry o'brien who was dating him at the time and lou eisen was the mc and it was at the croatian students union of york university 
So I thought this is good. Now this is 92. So you're right in the height of the Balkan thing going on. There's a comedy show going on. It's a huge room with about four or 500 people, mostly guys. And there's a guy that gets up and speaks and he speaks in Croatian and he's saying all this stuff and they're getting kind of riled up. And I said to a woman next to me, what is he saying? And she said, uh, she looks, he's uh, saying, you know, we have to remember the home country and and to fight for the fatherland and give our blood to the fatherland. I'm like, it's a comedy show. What are you doing? (laughs) She said, what, I'm at the Nuremberg rally here? What the hell is going on? So uh, Lou, they're they're pretty rough, and but Lou is very quick. I don't know if you ever seen Lou Eisen do uh, MC work. He's very good crowd work. Right. He's very fast, and he can handle anybody giving him a hard time. I've been in the business about four minutes, and I think <laughs> I'm going to do everything great. So I go up without my get uh, without the guitar and start to do talking to the crowd, and they hate me, like immediately hate me to the point where there's a guy in the front going, "You stink." He's just oh under my. his breath. You suck. And then uh, <laughs> I did a bunch of other jokes, and uh, so I'm like, they're still not liking me at all. And then. At one point, they started the na 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 oh, na 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 no. na. Oh. Hey, f you! And I'm like, wow, oh. this is going well. <laughs> so wow. then uh, I, um, at one point, uh, then I said, <laughs> I made a joke about the uh, Croatians' uh, coat of arms. I said, so where'd you get that? The Ralston Purina guys, the dog oh, people, and they're like, ah! and then I, and then I really sealed the deal by saying, you know, I came here to do a show for you Serbs. Well, that didn't go well at all. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, oh, Violet, like I actually, I've never in my life ever said to anybody, look. You get the check. I'm going through the kitchen. Start, yes. I'm starting. The, the car's running when yes. the show's over. Lou had the check and we were out the door. I honestly thought I was going to get beaten up. Oh, yeah, they would have. That's oh, a tough crowd. And they, yeah. were, and they were nuts. And then Sherry O'Brien goes up and kills it. Just just kills it. And I'm wow. like, right, this is what I should have done. Because she was making jokes about... Uh, <laughs> Some guy said, I want to F you before she even got to the mic. And she goes, when you get a penis, come back and talk to me. And I was like, wow. oh, that's it. That's fantastic. And that killed with that, that alpha that male crowd. They loved it. They, they put the guy in his place and that it was fine. And then and she said, also, I'm from Northern Ireland. So any of you start fooling around, don't kick any of the boxes under the table there because it'll go off. I'm like, oh, this is great. And, but they hated me with a passion. It was like, I've never had wow. a worse gig in my life. So. There you go. That's it, Peter. <laughs> which of the four hundred did you want to pick from? Should we wait till after the break? <laughs> oh. I, I got a, I got one, but it looks like we're getting the uh, yeah. We're getting. Sim- we're going to talk about after symbol. the break. I've uh, I've had um, some moments. Uh, not really, actually. I think it was when I started mostly. Uh, I think now I just bail before I, I feel it. I think <laughs> I don't play enough. You know how to deal with it. I think as you get older, you you you're fine. Yeah, but in all fairness, I don't play a lot of rooms. Like I don't do a lot of stage. Oh, I've got a good guys. one for that. We'll talk after the break <laughs> uh, with Peter Anthony's uh, bad uh, stage story and Dean, and uh, back with Herbert. I'm Santa Cruz on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM six forty. Hi, this is Sugar Sammy, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra the Cruiser Carusi. Mm-mm-mm, gotta get me some of that. We talking comedy here on Inside Jokes, and a big part of comedy is making people laugh, and maybe not so much. And I think sometimes when you bomb, um, as comics, of course, we're just so self-loathing and beat ourselves. But really, there's a lot of dynamics that go on. Everything from the weather outside to what's going on in the news to like if you were doing a show i think we were doing the brogue the night of the american election yes we were yeah and like there's like there was anxiety you could feel it there was a tension in the show there that was night, a tension sure. and as comics we need to kind of think about that like you know another one i was doing a show in hamilton in the fall and there was a huge accident on the skyway minutes from the venue and you don't know if the guy who died on the motorcycle was friends of people in the room oh, yeah, yeah. like anything and sure enough would i do the first two minutes in there 
they, they were shining a light on me. I'm like, oh, wow. Now I know what the guy in the motorcycle felt like. <laughs> Whoa. Too, too soon. soon. Too, too soon. soon. You, don't you know the rule? <laughs> well, the Gilbert got free. Body hot, comedy not. Yeah, yeah. Body cold, comedy gold. <laughs> yeah. You got to wait a little while, Sandra. That you is a good. You a liner like that. <laughs> that is good. What the heck was I doing? I okay, Pete, let's talk about your bomb. Sure. The worst show I ever had, hands down, happened in Vancouver, British Columbia. Yes. Uh, at a comedy club called Yuck Yucks. <laughs> I was on stage. What? What? Yeah, I was yeah. on stage uh, as a middle act, so I only had to do twenty minutes. This is before, pretty early in my career, before I became a headline act. And uh, they had a drop-in guest spot by an, a guy named Kevin Fox, who was going to go on mm. after the MC, but before me. Kevin was at the time easily the best comic in Vancouver, if not one of the best in the country. And he dropped a 10-minute set that exploded. <laughs> I mean, the, the crowd was eaten out of his hand. And then the MC went on and didn't reset the room, Herb, which uh, you know is yeah. a mistake. Let's talk about resetting the room. That's so resetting the room basically yeah. is after a comedian kills, the MC is supposed to go up and do time to reset the room to make it a level playing field again for the next act. Right. But this MC went up and said, that was Kevin Fox. They're still screaming. And he goes, no, here's Peter Anthony. And he <laughs> runs off. So I run on as this youngster. I'm green. Uh, and uh, to set the stage a little bit more, there was a, a regular at the club who would come in on a bed, on a hospital bed. And he, I don't know if Herb, if you remember this guy, but he was on his stomach and he had, I think, bad scoliosis or a spine, spinal disease. So they would prop him up almost in a cobra position, like a yoga position. Yeah. And that's how he'd watch the show. And he's wow. off to your stage right. Wow. So I was very distracted by that. It was the first time I was ever in front of this guy. Now I'm on stage after Kevin Fox kills. <laughs> My first joke completely bombs to silence. And I look, I look around the room and I go, screw you guys, the crippled guy's laughing. <laughs> Oh, yeah. They then hated me more than any person <laughs> they've ever encountered in their lives. And I, I, I ended up doing about 15 out of my 20 minutes I was supposed to. And I walked backstage, and Kevin was in the, in the green room, and Kevin said, geez, that was terrible. Oh, Jesus. And I, nice. and, and I go, well, I can't follow you. And he goes, well, then you should have got off the stage. And I didn't know he – I should have actually bailed in that situation. But Really? Yeah, I stuck it out because everyone said, do your time, do well, your that, time. That's exactly what happened to me with the Croatian Students' Union thing. I thought, I don't get paid if I don't do my yeah, 12 or 14 yeah. minutes or whatever yeah, I, it was. Yeah, I figured meter. I was contractually obligated to do the time. But for the, better, for the betterment of the show, I should have actually just left because there was no way of winning them back. No. Yeah, and, and it was uh, honestly, it, it was not only a bomb, but it was like a humiliating experience personally. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, and which which ended up bringing me to tears later that night. So, so yeah. whose idea? Not a very happy story. The but. real problem is who's the idea of putting Kevin on before you? Well, well that's the, it's the it's MC. common. The MC should have actually resetted the room, as that's I said. It, yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know this at the time, but it was my first time performing ever in Vancouver. And I didn't know this, but Vancouver is filled with horrible people. <laughs> you have no sense of humor whatsoever. Well, and I hate all, their guts to this day. They're all trying to kick heroin, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> Those heroin junkie yeah. morons. And really, that's what you do as a comic. You blame the audience. Yeah, that's, right. that's what I it learned. It's always, their, it's always right. their fault. It's always their fault. It's never you. Yeah. But I, I like this reset. The audience. This is really important yeah. that's to know. That's a huge part. That's a huge part of yeah. MC. And the different roles as comics, as, um, as intros or uh, middles and headliners. Oh, and absolutely. That yeah. whole scene with putting Kevin, who's a tried and true, and then, yep. you know, I'll, we'll talk a little bit after the break. I, I'm talking to Jeremy Hotz. I had drinks with him when he was in town, and a great gig he did at Canadian Music Week. We still talk about it. It was so much fun. Uh, so we'll talk about that after the break on Inside Jokes Talk Radio, AM 640.
I'm South African comedian Trevor Noah, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640. Inside Jokes, the show about comedy with like real comedians and stuff. Herb Her- <laughs> Irving, real comedians and stuff. I'm and yeah. Peter Anthony, I'm the stuff. audience blaming Peter Anthony. Uh, Dean, uh, our guy here ben from Taco.com. Yeah, and I'm Santa Carusi. We're talking about bombs, and Peter like just broke down. There it was really sad. Like, it, well, it's it's a devastating experience, and and also early on in your career when you bomb, they they're, they're, they feel quite significant. Later on, not so much. You get yeah. you, yes, you, yes. you get sort of ah, whatever. That's part of the game. Because you have but... so many good shows after, you kind of just fades. But part of being a comic is the bomb. Every comic talks about that. I think. Well, anyone that doesn't bomb or says they don't bomb is full of crap. Yeah. That's me. Larry sure. David used to just get angry at the audience every single time. That's why he moved into just writing. He hated the crowd. He hated doing stand-up. Yeah. He would just go up there and get angry at them. Like, how, yeah. Dean, what's your story? Well, you, you mentioned how we were doing one of our shows at the Brogue was election night, the U.S. Yeah. election this past oh year, God. and how there was just, you could feel that in the room. Like, everybody was just so tense. Nobody knew what was going, going to happen. And the next morning after that election, yes. I ate it so hard at a commercial audition. I had the worst audition of my life. <laughs> and it was one of these TV spots where it's like a car commercial, right? So it's just nothing but dialogue and it's like price points, all the you know stuff that yeah. we used to have to put on the air. Just like 0% financing, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I couldn't remember any of it. And I'm just standing. And after a while, I just asked them if I could leave. I just—I <laughs> was just like, I'm not going to memorize this. I, I, I'm going to go. go. Yeah. I don't know if you've had enough of me, but I've had enough. Yeah, yeah. like I was up till four in the morning watching the returns on this thing. I just—I'll oh pass on the two grand or whatever. You're not booking me for this. But my worst ever bomb, and it was similar to Peter. It was early on when I was starting out, and I got booked to be a featured act at this jazz club here in Toronto. So it was basically like half an hour of this lady doing scat. And then they bring me up, and it's like, oh, yeah. this kid from Thunder Bay is going to tell you a couple of silly jokes, right. and then bring the jazz lady back on. The crowd had no idea that I was going to be there. They certainly didn't want me there. Yes. They're just kind of, like, it was a jazz crowd. They're kind of like, you mm-hmm. know, silently right. bopping their heads. Yeah. To totally the, different vibe. Right? Yeah. And then they bring me up as a, just like, surprise, ate it so hard. Yeah. Ate it so hard. And uh, I thought I was it. I thought I wasn't coming back the next weekend. Oh, but yeah, the guy who owned the club, he comes up to me afterwards. He was like... I still want you to come back next weekend, but could you not do this joke and this joke and this joke? I only have 15 minutes right now, but okay. So many sense. producers and, and producing a room myself and Dean has done it. And I guess I don't know if you guys have done no. and when you're booking lineups and stuff like that, you always have to set up the room so it's comedy friendly, making sure the tables are lined up out front right. properly, Absolutely. Uh, making sure the lineup. So I do a lot of fundraisers and, uh, you know, I did one a couple of weeks ago and they're like, okay, it's for the uh, earthquake relief in Italy. So we're going to have pictures of devastation on the big <laughs> oh, man. And then we're going to have the mayor, the mayor speak, who the mayor is known to speak all, like he's very long winded. Yeah. And then we're going to do the prayers and then you. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, no, I'm going to tell you how this is going to work. No dead people on the screen. Yeah, yeah. Even though they're relatives and people I know. Sorry, yeah, that's right. Sorry. That's off. off with the screens immediately. Yeah. No, I'm not going after the mayor. Yeah. and I want to make sure they're really drunk and fed because then what they did was they held the kitchen because I had to go to my second gig so like I do a lot of fundraisers so I know how to talk to the kitchen guy when they're bringing out the food and I'm like I want to go after the pasta and before the entree or just right after the entree into dessert like yeah. there's a time to do it because yeah. people need to be lubed enough and fed enough yeah. and feel content and then 
and then you you'll have success. Otherwise, yeah. you're an idiot. Yeah. And with fundraisers, you always run the risk of like some doctor who's talking about the latest cure, and then they're talking science nanoparticles, mm. and nobody's listening. And then and here's Santa Carusi. <laughs> yeah. So Jeremy Hodge was talking about. Well, I always like talking about this with him because I was there. It was a Canadian Music Week, huge gala, a Hall of Fame. Uh, Brian Adams is there. The Cowboy Junkies are being inducted and Jeremy's the MC. and Brian Adams specifically said, I'm not going on after the comedian, um, which sometimes happens. So he goes up and yeah, Jeremy's the best one. I brought it up. Brian Adams goes up and talks about the the tsunamis and people dying. And then ladies and gentlemen, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> International oh, man no. of misery. There you go. Wow. So when you talk to him about the story, yeah. we had to bleep out everything he had to say about Brian Adams. He goes, <laughs> he's an FNI. <laughs> he goes, I don't care. I'll never be on a stage with him. I mean, when you get to that level, you can make that choice, right? But that happens with the comedians. We yeah. get buried with jazz singers and yeah. they just think you can just put us anywhere when it's a craft onto itself. Mm-hmm. If, pe- if the audience yeah. isn't ready for what you're doing. Right? Yeah, if they're not there for it. I mean, I- I've done gigs where you're, there's bands going, oh, and then we're going to have comedians in between the bands. The yes. worst thing yeah. ever. Like Disaster. People are all dancing around, dancing around. All right, we're going to take a break and we're gonna, guys can tell you jokes. Like, yeah. I can't dance to the jokes. What the hell is going on here? I've already, right. you know, so. Yeah. At, they That's tried so to do that to me in Minnie Holmes at that show we were doing last summer. Yes. At first, yeah, the booker, yeah, uh, at first the booker was like, so what we're going to do is a comedian goes up and then after their set, we bring the band up. And then right. after that, the next comedian, I'm like, you're going to have music and there's no way. Yeah, no, there's no, no way. Yeah. Yeah, you have idea. to stand up as a producer of a show and I've had yeah. to do that. And you don't, you know, well, what? We do bands here all the time. This is one venue. Yeah. I'm like, I don't care. A band is not comedy. I need these chairs up front. I need lighting. I need like, you know, certain yeah, things. Yeah, there's like, a lot of, there's a lot of, the point is there's a lot of clueless people out there yes. and a lot of dimwits and a lot of morons <laughs> Thank you, Peter. and the majority of those people i found live in vancouver <laughs> yeah, i don't know if you knew but uh, vancouver is a terrible place those are terrible people i love you her how do you go after that you can't go after oh, so, that and i think i forgot what i was gonna say actually but, there you uh, go we'll talk more after the break cool. with herb irving uh peter anthony who i'm actually gonna book into a vancouver uh, <laughs> as soon as possible I a shotgun in my mouth to get me out there again. i want to watch it because your East Coast meets West Coast. That's the problem. Uh, and more after I'll the break. I'll never for Biggie. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> On Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM 640. Hey, you. I'm Maggie Casella, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with my friend Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640. Nailed it. I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey-Penny. What's up with HEP's tips and trends today? Hey, Sandra. Today, I'm going to actually talk about a trend towards BRAs, or Buyer Representation Agreements. A bra? Well, no, not quite. It's an exclusive written contract between a buyer and a salesperson's brokerage that clarifies the terms of their relationship, commissions, and expectations and you the buyer become a client versus a customer of the salesperson and the brokerage. Wow. So what's the difference? It's a really important distinction as loyalty to the salesperson and brokerage ultimately rests with a client versus a customer and therefore they must protect and promote you and your needs as a buyer client. And of course, before you sign a contract, always make sure you understand it. 
For anyone I can help, call me or email me with any questions. Reach her at HEP at BosleyRealEstate.com, 416-322-8000. Inside Jokes, this is comedy talk. That's what we do. We just laugh and laugh with Herb Irving and Peter Anthony and uh, Dean from Taco Del Co. And we have lots of gigs coming up. Always check out live comedy when you can. Yeah. It mm-hmm. uh, brings you up. It brings your spirits up. You know, I, I love when people say, you know, I, just, I wasn't going to go out tonight because I just didn't feel like it. Yeah. Especially people, my friends in their 40s and 50s are like, I just want to stay home. And then you go out and you always feel better. Yep. You always feel better. So check out it when you can. Uh, I got a gig uh, March 11th. Just days before my birthday, so awesome. I want you to come. It's actually Etel Flores, my good friends, are bringing you. It's an International Women's Day celebration, but it's it's for couples and everybody. It's a dinner dance, March 11th at uh, Da Vinci Banquet Hall, and there's me in a live band. And call Esther Needlow at four one six seven four five. 7045. That's 416 745 7045. It's a support because I am a girl to uh, help uh, girls around the world because when you educate a girl, she actually improves the standard of living of those around her, which makes sense. We all know that already. If you've yeah. ever been married to a man, you would know that. Oh, I'm trying to find a yeah. lady to improve my life. <laughs> It works. For sure. It Her, works. I have no yeah, idea. It works. I don't, I don't I, think that's I'm what the charity proof. program's about. <laughs> it's not about setting me up. Oh, no. my God. Quickly, Herb Irving, where can we see you? Uh, we're doing a fundraiser on March 7th uh, at 3030 in uh, Junction, 3030 Dundas West. It's, nice. Uh, uh, ten comics, actually, myself and nine other comics, uh, raising money for Safe Rails Communities. It's a transportation safety advocacy group that's... Uh, that up, actually started in the Junction, but is going to go across the country, I guess. Grassroots kind of... Trying to make sure that Lacma Gantique doesn't happen in Toronto. That's the kind of the thing Good. we, we Good. to improve that. So basically, that's it. And it's not a NIMBY thing, because I moved into a place called The Junction, knowing train lines met. It's just the government should try and make things a little safer for us. That's all. So as long Good. as we don't blow up and uh, die in a, a fiery ball. Peter Anthony? Speaking yeah, no. of. Speaking yeah. of. This, this, is, a fiery this is a fun one, and it ties in with what we talked about off the top, the Hogtown Hookers hockey team, of which awesome. Herb had to retire because of his bad back and old age. Hey, but hey, hey. The Hogtown Hookers, the Hogtown Hookers one night only off ice, March 10th at the Alumni Theater here cool. in Toronto on Berkeley Street, featuring myself, Peter Anthony, Dave Hempstead, Rob Pugh, Eric Andrews, and Rob Bebenek. Love it's it. It's going to be an amazing show. Tickets are only 20 bucks. They're on brownpapertickets.com. Just search for Hogtown Hookers off ice. Can I, uh, and I hope to can see I get you in then. on that? I'm, I'm an old hooker. I could... <laughs> I you can it. hang out in the green room. We can shower together afterwards. Oh, too. right. Yeah. That's Just me like old times. Me too. Times. Peter, next show. What's the second show? Uh, I had another show I was going to plug, but this radio, this is on, it's this weekend and this radio show will premiere on Sunday, so yes. there's no sense <laughs> Thank plugging you. it. But We're if you live. have a time machine, I'll be in Hamilton Yuck Yucks this weekend. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Well, uh, Dean, you're too? Well, you know what? I'm to, I'm about to leave on tour from Toronto uh, across Western Canada, and we're wrapping up in Vancouver, which, as Peter has has informed all of us, is literally just a flaming pile of used condoms <laughs> of a city. Let's, so that's I where I'm stopping. I can't wait for that big earthquake where it <laughs> yeah. sinks into the sea. Yeah, it'll be when I'm there. <laughs> Cowboys yeah. and Indian Comedy Tour, Toronto to Vancouver. It starts this week. I love it. Check out for yeah. listings. Always go to the Inside Jokes Facebook page for live shows. We put give you lots of listings. Always, anytime, any day of the week, you could watch comedy in the city and beyond in Southern Ontario. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Techie Tom, Dean from Taco.co, Courtney Malav from Humber College, Vince Tedesco, and one of our sponsors, Holly Garvey Penny of BosleyRealEstate.com. Herb Irving, Peter Anthony, me love you long time. Please you, check out all our Thank social you, media. I'm Santa Carissi on Talk Radio AM 640. Hi, it's Decky Tom. This week's Comedy RX featuring Herb Irving. Very different to a sporting culture in England from here in North America. 
don't know if you noticed this, because I went to Aussie, a couple of Aussie Rules games, I've been to different sporting events in Japan, here in North America. We all have the same concern if somebody gets injured on the field or field of play, the ice pitch, whatever. Everybody looks at the guy, oh my God, good luck, buddy, hope you're not too hurt, hope we get the thumbs up, which is a normal human reaction. Watching a soccer game in England, the guy's running down the pitch, some guy comes along, spikes him, he's bleeding, they got to stretch him off the pitch. 9,000 home fans all stand up and they do this, you know, same thing that we would do here in North America, you know, oh, good luck, buddy, hope you're not too hurt, hope we get the thumbs up. The 8,000 traveling opposition fans did this in unison. You're going home in the back of an ambulance! <laughs> you're going home in the back of an ambulance! <laughs> to see the milk of human kindness is sour in England, isn't it? Man, not always mean though. Sometimes it's kind of interesting. I was watching Arsenal and Tottenham play a game and uh, Arsenal was winning and then Tottenham came back and they won and all the Arsenal fans got together and I thought, oh my God, there's going to be a fight. This will be great. And they just got together and sang. And they sang this song. We had joy, we had fun, we had Tottenham on the run. But the joy didn't last because the bastards ran too fast. Like, oh. Another amazing Comedy Rx to wrap up our show. Thanks to Dean Young, our producer Vince Tedesco, Techie Tom, and our intern Tevin. Check us out on social media at InsideJoke640. Thanks for listening each and every week. I'm Sandra Carusi, and you've been listening to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640.